Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Thank you very much for joining me uh, during the holiday season. Much appreciated. If, if you're new here to the podcast, then it's all about language learning. So we talk about how to learn languages, ways to do it better, ways to do it quicker. And um, as you'll hear today, ways to avoid potentially difficult situations, which can be the, the source of a lot of frustration. Um, so if you, if you are new, please uh, feel free to subscribe so you get these episodes delivered straight to your phone or your iPad or whatever it is that you use. Before we dive into to today's question, which again is a, it's a, a something that comes up not infrequently on the podcast, but when it does, it really hits some nerves. Before we do that, I'd like to thank the wonderful sponsors of the show who are here now. Well, they've been with me for, this is the third year that that they've been with me, and I'm super grateful for all their support. They are, of course, italki, and if you'd like to get uh, a teacher or a speaking partner, someone to help you just level up in your language, then italki is the best place to do that. You can get a free lesson by going to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right, then, without any further ado, let's get into today's question from Todd. Hi, Ollie. My name is Todd, and I'm from Australia, and I've been living here in Madrid, uh, Spain, for just over three years now, and I moved here without any knowledge of the Spanish language at all. Now, just after I moved here, I was very lucky. I uh, I met my my girlfriend, who is Spanish, but she's also proficient in English. And because we met in English, we predominantly find ourselves speaking in English in most situations. Now, this is due to the reason we feel more comfortable uh, being able to communicate in English uh, because we can have more in-depth conversations as opposed to Spanish. So my question for you here today is, do you have any recommendations or tips on how I can break these easy communicating habits that I do have with her? Um, and be able to speak in English, sorry, be able to speak in Spanish more freely with her. Thanks for your time. Hey, Todd, thank you very much for your question. Uh, you know, it's, I was in Madrid just last week, actually. It's, uh, uh, it's a shame we didn't get to this question beforehand. We could have maybe met up, but um, uh, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll do that next time. Um, I was super impressed with Madrid, actually. You know, I went to Madrid, well, it must have been 2000 and five something like that 2004 2005 it's totally different now from what i remember i was really impressed with the level of english overall actually uh, now i don't know whether that's just because like, in in the in the hospitality industry in the service industry people in bars and stuff uh would speak pretty good english i was also out with a bunch of English speakers, so maybe that kind of skewed things a bit. But I was was impressed with uh, with with the level of English in Madrid, and also how it just seems to have modernised. So wonderful place. I'm going to try and go back there next year for sure. Um, Dave, who is on the uh, the old teacher language team, he actually lives in Madrid. So um, I don't know. Maybe you guys could meet up and we could <laughs> you could exchange some tips because I'm going to actually talk about Dave here <laughs> in, the, in my in my reply because he's got um, a very very interesting. Uh, way of approaching um your your question now look i am a bit of a pessimist on on this topic i have to say and i i don't know whether it's just me i think it, it probably is just me but i i kind of feel like i've met enough people now who have been in similar situations to to just be <laughs> 
not be very optimistic about um, the way through this particular challenge. I actually think you're asking the wrong question. And I, I don't say that lightly because I, I think I, this is something that, you know, my own opinions on this are evolving. And you can actually hear that for yourself if you go back to episodes uh, 29 of the podcast over two years ago, uh, there was a question which was, and well, the podcast was called I'm Learning My Wife's Language. Episode 137 was about love and language learning. Now, I can't remember what I said in those episodes. So you you can go back and, and check them out. You, you may or may, you probably can't get them on, on iTunes now because it's going back quite a long way, but you can always find it in the archives on the blog. If you go to the podcast tab and, and scroll backwards, you can also go find those episodes directly by typing in the episode number. So, for example, I will teach you a language dot com forward slash episode twenty nine will get you back to to those uh, to those episodes. So, yeah, I mean, you know, in all in the vast majority of cases, in almost every case, when two people meet, uh, and this could be like a romantic thing or friends or uh, colleagues or whatever the language that you begin the relationship in is almost always the language which in which it sticks it's it's vanishingly rare to find cases when where some where a friendship or a relationship begins in one language and then switches to another now funnily enough just a couple of weeks ago i was actually speaking to somebody who told me that that did happen with them so <laughs> it's not always but i think it's just the way that friendships are formed, they don't tend to change. You know, you, the the reason that you are with your girlfriend is because you've established a relationship. You, you know, you've established the fact that you like each other and you've done that in a particular language. So switching to another language, it brings with it a whole host of different different things, different meanings, different uh, ways of communicating. And it, it really, it changes the whole, the whole, uh, the whole energy of, of 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 the interaction between you on it on its head, um, and I, and I'm I'm saying that to kind of let you know that it's normal, it's totally normal for that for this to happen. And so, get, getting back to what I was saying, when I say you're asking the wrong question, re- really, I think that the only way, like the reason that you are more comfortable, you you stated a fact, right, which is that you are far more comfortable speaking in English together than you are in Spanish, All right? So let's just take that as. As, as our starting point. Now, really, until you get to the point where your Spanish is at the same level as your girlfriend's English, meaning that you can have an equally deep and meaningful conversation in English as you can in Spanish, then it's really always going to be artificial to be speaking in Spanish. And this gets us, this gets, this brings me to the, the reason that I said that you're asking the wrong question, because, uh, the way that I've come to think about these things is, is, is look, you, it's on you to get your Spanish to the, the level that is good enough for your girlfriend to say, right, actually, look, we, we should speak Spanish now because we're going to have a, you know, it's going to be more meaningful. That's on you. And I think the mistake that a lot of people make um, is to see your partner as your teacher and to see them as the source of your learning and your improvement. You know, it's a fantastic experience, you know, going from Australia to, to Spain and, you know, uh, finding someone that you like and being with them. I mean, it's, it's a kind of dream situation for many people, right? And and yet you've kind of got this bittersweet pill 
to swallow, which is that although that's happened, it, the relationship is unfolding in English, which is, and I know how this feels like, you, you know, you're, you're thinking to yourself, oh, but you know, if only we spoke Spanish, <laughs> you know, I'd be like super good at Spanish by now, but you know, it is what it is. And you know, the relationship is far more important than the language. And so that's why whenever people find themselves in this situation and they, they, they see, you kind of start to see your partner as a, in a way, a, a kind of, an obstacle to the language. And I think that's a really dangerous thing to do because it just, it just leads to frustration and it ends up putting the relationship in, in under strain. So my advice in this situation is always not to ask, how can we spend more time speaking English, uh, speaking Spanish together, but what can I do to get my Spanish to the level where it, it makes sense for us to speak in Spanish? Like That's the right question. And it comes, but it really is the same question as, as every language learning experience, it's like, what is the, what, you know, how am I going to learn this damn language? Okay. That's really the question. And I think there, there is a danger of, um, of getting distracted here from the real work that has to be done. And so that's why, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that in these previous episodes that I mentioned, like my, my advice is always look, take your language learning outside the home, take lessons, study, uh, make friends, do language exchanges, whatever it is that works for you. Like you, you've got to take the heat out of the situation, take the the the, the language away, take the relationship out of the language learning, and just study. You know, approach your language learning as you would anything else, and not rely on your partner for that. Right. So that's my kind of that's my take on it. Now, having said that, I think there are some things that you can do, and you know, obviously there are. I don't know the intricacies of your situation or the nuances. And so it may be that this, the one I'm saying it is not accurate, in which case, you know, you take what I'm saying with and adapt it to your own situation. Um, because I do know people who actually are, are quite successful at managing relationships and languages in, in certain ways. So Dave, who is on the, the, the I'll teach you a language team. He in fact edits, and he's responsible for, for the podcast, but I, I speak into the microphone, but everything else that happens is, uh, is down to Dave. So, uh, you, you have Dave to thank for, for all of this stuff, much more than, much more than me. He, um, when we met in Madrid recently, he was telling me about his, uh, his routine with his girlfriend. Now he, so he lives in, in, in Madrid. He speaks like insanely good Spanish and his girlfriend is actually Brazilian so she speaks Portuguese. Now Dave speaks some Portuguese. I'm not sure how strong it is. I don't think it's, I think he's fairly new at the language and his girlfriend speaks okay Spanish. I think not, not great. And her English is, is good, but again, not, you know, not, not, it's not her, you know, she doesn't live and breathe English. And so they communicate in, I think in a variety of languages, I think um, possibly, I'm not sure whether it's English or Spanish, but what they do is they have at the weekends they have a day for different languages. So Dave's going to have to chime in here in the comments and let me know if I'm getting this right because it's a bit complicated. But it's one it's one of the following situations. I think that they actually speak English most of the time, and then on Saturdays they speak Portuguese, and on Sundays they speak Spanish, and that's their rule. And when we we had dinner the other night, and I was asking them like, is, is that not hard? Do you guys like? you know, is it natural? And they're like, yeah, well, they, they just, it's a rule. 
and they stick to it and they just do it. And that's fantastic. So it's either that or else they speak Spanish as their normal language, as their home language. And then on sat on Saturdays, they speak Portuguese and on Sundays, they speak English. What, what, like e- either way, like they have one day of the, of the week where they are dedicated to that language. And th- I think that's a very good way of doing it. If you can do it like between the two of you, Todd, if you can manage that kind of situation where you have dedicated time to, uh, to doing that, then I think that's fantastic because, because again, the fact that you, the fact, the, the, the reality of the situation being that your Spanish is not as good as her English, and it's good to acknowledge that, means that the only way that you're going to really, in a genuine way, be able to speak Spanish is by imposing some kind of time restriction, right? So we'll come back to that a bit later. Um, Luke, who is a, a online friend of mine, we haven't actually met in person, but we, we chat a fair bit, uh, is learning Cantonese. He went to Hong Kong recently, spent two weeks in Hong Kong, and he messaged me on Facebook and he said, like, Ollie, I've just I've been to visit my girlfriend's family in Hong Kong and I didn't speak a word of English for two weeks. And that's a fantastic situation. So his girlfriend's obviously happy to speak to him per, like, all the time in Cantonese and um, and that's the nature of their relationship and that's fantastic. And then when he goes to Hong Kong, they, they you know, he goes and stays with with her family and they speak Cantonese the whole time. And yeah, yeah by all accounts, he had a fantastic experience. So... Um, you know, you can't, these, you can have these situations, but, um, you know, like, like I said before, I think what this comes, comes back to is that you need to have the will on both sides. And so it's got to begin with an honest conversation with your girlfriend, I think, to, to, you know, let her know how you feel and say, look, this is really important to me. What, you know, can we, can you do, what can you do to help me here? What can you do to help me out? And she may or may not be the kind of person that's willing to do that. Um, and you're kind of stuck with that, whatever, whatever it is. But I think the way to approach it is to, you know, assuming that you are, you follow my advice and that your language learning itself is something that you take out of the house and you do in your own time and you kind of devote a section, a chunk of your life to do that independently of your relationship. Then I think after that, the next best step is to have dedicated time that you, that you have with Spanish. So maybe Saturdays can be Spanish day or the evenings from like, eight till 10 or whatever, or if it's Spanish time, it might be like midnight till 3am, whatever can be, uh, can be dedicated to Spanish time. Something like that. See if you can set those, uh, set these kind of, uh, systems in place and see whether you can stick to them. Because if you can, I think that can really work. Again, it relies on both of you to be, to buy into it, to see the importance of it. So it's really going to be down to you and it may or may not work. I'd, I'd say don't, sort of place all your eggs in one basket. Don't be surprised if it doesn't work. I think for most people it doesn't, but I think it's worth a try. You know, other than that, we're kind of, we're really talking tactics, you know, ways where you can kind of shoehorn Spanish into, into situations. But again, that's really just going to, it's not going to f- fix the root problem, which is, which is your level and the fact that the relationship has begun in English. So, you know, you, you could, for example, um, identify certain situations where maybe you're with her family or you go out with friends and there's an opportunity there for you to improve. So you could say, right, I, I'm just going to focus my studying on, for example, when we go out for dinner with her friends and you could learn, th- you could learn, uh, you know, things to say, uh, ways to sort of 
keep uh, carry on a conversation in Spanish in that context. So then you can kind of get good at doing that one thing, and that might that that can could potentially be a way in. Um, you can also do things like every time you know you, little things, which I'm sure you always do. Like you're always kind of asking, you know, "How do I say this? How do I say that?" And focus on things that happen on, in your daily life. So that ways, things, interactions that you typically have, whether that's kind of cooking or, or deciding what to do or buying tickets for something, whatever that may be, like f- identify the things that you're always doing, learn the words and phrases you need to talk to say those things in Spanish. And so you can gradually, uh, you know, work on, work on the language that you need for your daily life. Again, that's only going to help. Um, and then, gra- then really it's just a question of keeping that up until you get to the point, which will come, you know, you're living in Spain, you've got ample opportunity to practice Spanish. Uh, Spanish people on the whole are not the strongest at English. So you, you know, you do have plenty of experience to go out there and, and, and speak Spanish. I have no doubt that you could speak a lot of Spanish in Madrid. Um, and you know, if, if you, if you create the situations to do so, and then it's really just a question of, of knuckling down, focusing as hard as you can on, on your, on your Spanish and just getting it to that point. Um, with the big caveat, which I've kind of been dropping in throughout this whole reply, which is that, you know, it may not be possible to get to the point where you guys together can speak Spanish. It's it's just the nature of the relationship. So I'm sorry if that's a little bit pessimistic. It's, I've just, I can only really give you my honest reply to that. And, um, but I think if you do approach it in that way, it gives you really, it gives you the best, the best approach, the best, um, the best chance of it, of, it, of it really working. So good luck, man. I mean, it's great that you are, that you are, you know, after three years that you're still pursuing the language. Um, keeping going is the name of the game. Like the worst thing you can do is stop. So consistency, consistency, consistency. Um, and yeah, good luck, man. Let me know how it goes. Feel free to, uh, to chime in on the comments here if there's anything that I've got wrong or if you disagree. And for everyone listening as well, if you, if you don't share my pessimism, if you've got a bit of end of year, Christmassy, New Year optimism to inject into the conversation, then please do. The show notes are at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 235. So you can come in and speak your mind and say your piece there. Feel free to shoot me down. That's absolutely fine. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. So thanks for the message, Todd. And if you'd like to ask me a question, you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask to do that and at the end of every episode i'd like to leave you with a resource on the topic of the show and this isn't a resource that i left in a in a, in a one of these previous episodes that i mentioned is a great article from hacking chinese and it's uh, entitled language learning with a chinese girlfriend or boyfriend um and all right it focuses on chinese but it, this applies to any 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 language, any country, any situation. Uh, lots of great comments on that article. People really pouring their heart their hearts out. So uh, go ahead and read that. That will give you some some uh, some more varying opinions and just help you to find, I think, a little bit of uh, camaraderie in this particularly difficult situation. All right then. So thanks for the message. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, depending on when you're listening to this, and see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually 
putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free memory course. 